Hello. Okay, it's the show before the show. Yes, it is. Uh, good morning. Okay, so. I just don't think I should elaborate on this. However, 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 actually, I'm going to start streaming on this. Hang on. Okay. Good morning. All right. So I started the show with the show before the show, as I call it, on Podbean in whatever platforms that is uploaded to. I have to be extremely clear on this show. This show is stupid. No, this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only for the love of God. Please use at your own risk. This broadcast show episode on the original Red Pill show, I have to make it extremely clear. You need to think for yourself. You need to listen. Process. Analyze. Look at both sides of the situation and not necessarily what I am saying. This show is going to be exactly that. I am going to process this. This is not a political show. This is not pro Trump, anti Trump, pro Biden, non anti or anti Biden, Democrat, black, white, purple, green. This is about rule of law. And doing your duty as an officer. Now I have so many, so many disclaimers. I know nothing about being a cop or anything in law enforcement. I have to go back to schoolhouse rock and explain. I got a lot of explaining to do, but I want it to be proactive other than reactive because this is not going to be popular or it may be, but I think it will be popular for the wrong reasons. Perhaps not. This show is dedicated to law enforcement period at all levels, all levels. You're a cop. You're a cop. We have three branches of the government, executive, judicial, and legislative, legislative, civ, excuse me. And I do a show and I can't even talk. In my opinion, they are all being violated or crossed over. The powers that be in each branch are extending their powers into the other branches. Period. That is not our system. 
And all in all, from what I know, I don't have a master's degree or even an associate's degree in political science. And in fact, I don't have a degree in anything except life. But what I do know is that powers are being abused. We are being divided. And in the end, for all of our resolutions, they are decided by the judicial branch, the courts, law. Not by the executive branch, not by the legislative branch, by the judicial branch. A judge can't pass laws any more than a Congress member passing laws or, or then deciding the verdict on a court case. That is not how it works. A judge can't create laws. A congressperson cannot decide who is innocent and guilty, or for that matter, decide who to prosecute. That is the judicial law enforcement court system's job. I am very concerned about what's going on. And I'm very concerned in what I heard in President Trump's speech in Arizona. I have the part that concerns me queued up and I'm going to play it. But I'm going to start the show off normally, whatever that means. But I have to make this clear. Please do not make this about me. I am extremely disappointed, and I know it doesn't matter to anybody, especially people with power. But from what I heard and how I understand it, and this is your job to decide how you understand this and what I'm going to discuss and talk about. But my goal is to make you think, and this shit has to stop. When a person starts attacking a law enforcement person for doing their job in this situation, I don't want to get into, yeah, there's bad cops and, and illegal use of force and killing people. And that that is not the topic. So please do not turn it into that topic. That is not what this is about. And it will not be resolved on this show or any show. I am giving my opinion because if our law enforcement people and system keeps getting denigrated defunded, judged, persecuted for doing their duty. We are all fucked. Period. We're fucked. But when a person does their sworn duty to do what they have to do, 
I don't see. I I don't see the point of attacking that person. Also, there is circumstances and situations that you and I are not aware of. So far be it from us to judge, be judge, jury, and executioner on something like this. I don't even know if I'm going to comment after this. I, I want to make my opening statement. And I want you to decide. I'm going to play what President Trump said. And it's not edited. I don't do that. I just play it just like this show. Then I'm going to play uh, the Capitol officer who was a lieutenant on January 6th when he performed his duty. Now, it's up to you to decide what happened, should it have happened, why did it happen, was it a horrible thing, and should this officer, lieutenant, be condemned, judged, persecuted, harassed, threatened, or should he not? That's all I'm going to ask. That is your decision, and and it's my decision personally. But the point of all this right here, right now, if we keep pounding our law enforcement officers and people into the ground for doing their duty. We are in big trouble. Forget the politics, forget this. Everything's being politicized, including this situation. It's a horrible, horrible, unspeakable, act that happened. But we have to put our emotions and our politics aside. And in fact, did this Lieutenant do his duty regardless of who he's protecting? That's all you need to answer. And again, this isn't, if he murdered somebody or if he didn't murder somebody or this man has to live with what he did by doing his duty, being a cop when you're, and I don't know, but being a cop and in law enforcement, when you make the decision to use lethal force, that is something you are going to have to live with for the rest of your life. And it fucks a lot of people up. But in this specific situation, you and not me and not don't try to sway my opinion. 
which is this lieutenant did his sworn duty and that was to protect the people and everybody that was in that building to that last line of defense, whether it was Republicans, Democrats, white people, black people. I've watched the interview again. I listened to what president Trump said. And I was disappointed in what he said about this man because he was protecting people in that building. He only knew what he was told what was going on. And last line of defense, he did his duty. He is the one that is going to have to live with that decision. But if we politicize it and use it as it is being used, all you have to do is change the cast of characters for you to come out with a different outcome. And that's my point. This politicization, political weapon crap, and keep, again, keep banging on law enforcement. Oh, defend the police. Oh, this is that. All cops are bad. They're assholes. They're racist. They just want to shoot people. It's got to stop. It got, it has to stop. It's our only resolution to issues for this democracy and Republic of this country. It is the last line of defense to keep our Republic period. It's the final last check and balances. You don't believe me. Go watch schoolhouse rock. Please keep your cop hater. They just want to kill people. They know they got small penises. So their gun makes up for it. All this bullshit stuff. Oh, they profile everybody. You know, that may be true. In order for a good cop to figure shit out, you have to profile people. I'm sorry. But if you start profiling people by their color and that you, you don't do that, you do it by their behavior. Well, what are you doing here? Could I see your license? Blah, 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 blah. Where are you headed? You look for suspicious behavior, which is profiling, but not to the point of race, religion, or anything of the kind. That's what cops do. Because if you don't, you're not a good cop. That's just my opinion. Anyway, please, for the love of God, again, back off of law enforcement. Please do. I ran into asshole cops. You've run into asshole cops. You've run into assholes. That's not what this is about. This is about the fabric and the last line of defense to resolve issues through the system that the founding fathers created, the three branches of government in the United States of America and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and civil rights and everything else. And I find it very concerning that was somebody with power makes 
a degrading judgmental comment about a law enforcement person who was the last line of defense saying what was said concerns me. I don't know if it concerns you. Hopefully after what I say, and, and, and here's the last thing I'm going to say. I'm not doing this to call anybody out or judge them or anything else. It's quite the contrary. This is very damaging to our Republic. And I feel that I am obligated because I see things in a different way. I've been told that I've even been told that I do think like a cop and I am not a cop, but this is the original red pill show. Think different. Think out of the box. Swallow a red pill. So I'm going to ask you to do that and listen to these two audio clips that I'm going to play. One's President Trump speaking in Arizona. And the second one is Lester Holt interviewing the lieutenant at the Capitol that day on January 6th when he was the last line of defense, then I want you to make your decision, not try to sway mine, not try to sway anybody else's make your decision on this. It was horrible. And it's not even about this show is not even about that. It's about people that have power and respect in their leaders and they make Irresponsible comments like this. It's very damaging. And I dedicate the show to all law enforcement people. Thank you for doing your duty because I cannot do what you do. And sometimes you have to make a decision based on your training. That if if uh, sorry, if you have to take someone's life, that's something that you're going to have to live with for the rest of your days. But this was last defense line of defense, and based on the whole situation. It de-escalated the situation. It's a very sad thing. This man's going to have to live with this for the rest of his life. Um, and it's really sad that it came down to that. I would never want that responsibility or to be put in that position to make that call. Um, you have my respect. You have my support. And um, all of you from the highest levels of law enforcement to the small towns in buttfuck Iowa, please always make the right decision and please always use lethal force. As a last chance or final line of defense, that's all I'm going to say. All right, I'm going to play this.
and then I'm just going to end the show. So here we go. The Radical Democrat Party has spent years putting American lives in jeopardy through its extreme left-wing campaign to release dangerous criminals from jail, abolish cash bail. How about that? How's that working out? And stop charging a wide range of crime. They didn't go after left-wing anarchists and violent criminals, including all of the people that we just mentioned. They never went after them. They just wouldn't do it. They went after police stations. They went after police. Nothing happened to them. I did a hell of a job. I'll tell you what, we passed legislation. Remember, they were knocking down statues and monuments all over the country. And I passed a law that if you get caught doing that, you go to jail for 10 years and there's no negotiating. And amazingly, it stopped. It stopped very quickly. And then I did something. I had to make a decision. Do we let the Democrats handle their cities and states or do I go in with the military and do a job? And I left in <laughs> military, screaming the military. And I left it to the Democrats. And frankly, at least now we know what not to do because they have done so badly. These Democrat run cities, they are crime ridden like we've never seen in the history of our country before. So now what we do is if there's a next time, we're going to do it differently. We had to do it this way the first time. We did the absolute right thing, but it showed what happened. You look at Chicago, you look at New York, the murder rates are at a level that nobody can believe. Chicago, I mean, they have a, a holiday, uh, some July 4th and other holidays, and 83 people shot, seven dead. I just told you that in Afghanistan, we went... 18 months without one American soldier being shot or killed. And in Chicago, it's happening every day. Yet when it comes to January 6th defendants, most of whom are charged with nonviolent offenses, partisan Democrats have celebrated their indefinite detention without trial. These people are living in hell. These people are living in hell. Let them fight. Let them see their lawyers. Let them go out. They are being treated. They're being they're being hounded like you hound the worst animal. What's going on is horrible in Washington. And also the jails are filthy, disgusting, dirty. And they're even being cited by the courts for being so horrible. They're brutal lockdowns. They're brutal. You take a look at what they've got. The showers are disgusting. The bathrooms are horrible. And people are being forced to live like that. Let them use their lawyers. Let them go out and defend themselves. And if we think they're innocent, we should help them defend themselves. Remember when the Democrats went out in Kamala raising money for the people that were caught? But they didn't have a problem because so little happened. So it wasn't the same thing. These people are being persecuted. One defendant was allegedly viciously and savagely beaten resulting in numerous broken bones in his face and a loss of sight permanently in one eye and an out-of-control dope. This is where I turned off the speech. This is the comment that concerns me, and this is my last interjection on this. And I'll play the interview with Capital Lieutenant and you you decide you decide 
about this comment. A real dope. I watched this guy being interviewed. They wanted to protect him, so they wanted to keep him. He couldn't get on television fast enough. The guy who shot Ashley Babbitt for no reason. This guy couldn't get on television fast enough. He's so proud of himself. Let's see how he could do without the protections that he got. And by the way, if that happened the other way around, they'd be calling, let's bring back the electric chair. That's what they'd be calling for. He's a disgrace the way he shot Ashley. And after Nancy Pelosi and Adam Shifty Schiff, they go down to a shattering defeat. I hope now they gotta lose. You know, she wants to move to Florida. I don't want her in Florida. Your name has been battered about on the internet, but you've never been officially publicly identified. Do you want to tell us who you are? Uh, my name is Michael Byrd. I'm a lieutenant for the United States Capitol Police. For months, he has lived in hiding, he says, over this moment. His decision to use deadly force against a rioter as she climbed through a barricaded door that leads to the House chamber. In the months since, he's been the target of threats. Could you give us the nature of some of those threats? They talked about, you know, killing me, uh, cutting off my head, um, you know, very vicious and cruel things. Racist things? There were some racist attacks as well. It's all disheartening because I know I was doing my job. Given the nature of the threats that you describe, do you have any concern about showing your face and identifying yourself? Of course I do. Uh, that is a very vital point, and it's something that uh, is frightening. I believe I showed the uh, utmost courage on January 6th, and it's time for me to do that now. Responsible that day for securing the House chambers, Byrd couldn't see what Americans were witnessing on their TVs, but he could hear it in the pleas from other officers. Were you afraid that day? I was very afraid. What are you hearing on your radio? I'm hearing about the breaches of different uh, barricaded areas, uh, officers being overrun, officers being down. Did you ever hear a call or a report of shots fired during any of this? As a matter of fact, I did. There was reports of shots fired through the house main door onto the floor of the chamber. Later, those reports would prove to be false. This video captures Byrd instructing members of Congress to don gas masks. He says officers barricaded the door, what he considered the last line of defense. I had been yelling and screaming as loud as I was, please stop, get back, get back, stop. We had our weapons drawn. Bird, only his hand and gun visible, targeted a figure trying to climb through a window. He fired a single fatal shot, hitting Ashley Babbitt. She was 35 years old, an Air Force veteran, Trump supporter, and QAnon follower. We see your arm out there for a considerable amount of time. Were you wavering? I was taking a tactical stance. You're ultimately hoping that your commands will be complied with, and unfortunately, they were not. When you fired, wh what could you see? Where were you aiming? You're taught to aim for center mass. Uh, 
the subject was sideways and I could not see her full motion of her hands or anything. Um, so I guess her movement, you know, caused the uh, discharge to, to fall where it did. And what did you think this individual was doing at that, at that moment? She was posing a threat to United States House of Representatives. But an attorney for Ashley Babbitt's family disputes that. He did not respond to our request for a comment, but in a previous statement said Babbitt was not brandishing a weapon, not in close proximity to members of Congress, and was not an imminent threat of death or serious injury to anyone. Her family points out that she was not armed. That's correct. The fact that you weren't aware whether she was armed or not, did that alter the decision making? It did not. What should we make of the fact that there were other officers in other potentially life-threatening situations who didn't use their service weapons that day? Um, I'm sure it was a terrifying situation. I can only control my reaction, my training, my level of expertise. That would be upon them to speak for themselves. Former President Trump has, has talked about you and this, and this incident. He says she was murdered. What does it feel like to hear that from a former president? Well, it's disheartening. If he was in the room or anywhere and I'm responsible for him, I was prepared to do the same thing for him and his family. Would you have his back today if you were so assigned? I sure would, because it's my job. As I said, your name is, has been on the internet for some time in an, in an unofficial way. A lot of rumors, a lot of accusations, one of which is that you had some sort of political motive. Um, you, were, you were a political wow. operative. I do my job for Republican, for Democrat, for white, for black, red, blue, green. A few years ago, you were investigated for leaving your, your service weapon in a bathroom. Yes. And that's been brought up by, by those who are questioning your competency. Yeah. Do you want to respond to that? Sure. Uh, it was a terrible mistake. I uh, acknowledged it. I owned up to it. I accepted the responsibility. I was penalized for it. And um, I moved on. Multiple investigations have now upheld Byrd's actions on January 6th. Capitol Police in their uh, press release after exonerating you said your actions potentially saved members and staff from serious injury and possible death. What was it like to hear those words, to see those words? Those words meant a lot because that's exactly what I did on that day. That was my mission. That was what I prepared for. And it's rewarding and refreshing to hear that. Lieutenant Byrd says he still loves his job and looks forward to returning to it. Why work for? All right. So after seeing it again, it, this isn't about what he did was right or wrong. It's more of the subject of doing his duty. And that's for you, you to decide. Beyond that, the reason why I was motivated to do this show is what 
President Trump said in the line that I pointed out, calling this man a dope and everything else, and the constant barrage of beating down our law enforcement people, which is our last line of defense to keep us civilized, serve justice, rule of law. I am begging people, we the people, people of power, which in this country is one and the same. We the people have as much power as our elected officials and servants. We are at a precipice of where our country is going. And I think throwing people under the bus in law enforcement when they are doing their duty, not to mention defunding the police, discrediting them, discrediting them calling him a dope. I can read people pretty good. And I was watching this gentleman. He was actually shedding tears when he was sharing the story. This is not a political issue. And nor should it be. So again, I'm bringing it to light. Not because whether he's guilty or innocent of murdering somebody. But I am defending him and law enforcement for doing their duty which is a huge responsibility. But you need to make that decision. And you're the ones that are going to decide the course of this country. Do you want to piss all over the cops and the police and not have their back and defund them and blame everything on them? Or do you want to have a little bit of faith and trust in our system and demand that people with power stay in their respectful system, branch of government, and do their job ethically, morally, honorably, and responsibly. Because this comment, in this interview, in this horrible incident, It's been called like, oh, it's just as bad as 9-11 because of the insurrectionists and terrorism. No, it's not. And I'm not going to make it about that. It's way deeper than that. If we don't have law enforcement officers defending their duty at all costs and have their back, we're done. We're done. We're cooked. Elections ain't going to matter. Your rights aren't going to matter. Because people are crossing into branches of government that have no business doing it and judging these people for doing their duty. They're the ones that have to live with it. So in this particular 
situation that I'm sharing, I don't want you to see what I see. I could be totally off base. I could be wrong, but this is my perspective and I'm obligated to share it with you. You have to come up with your own perspective in your own conclusion on this. But regardless of what that is, what I am saying to you, if we don't let things take its course, have rule of law and defend our law enforcement at all costs, we are doomed. And that's the point of the show. Thank you for listening to me. Please share the show. Please listen to this show as many times as it takes for you to step back and go. Well, the guy, you know, the guy killed her. I mean, Jesus, what's wrong with you, Tim? You're an idiot. Or you know what? No, he didn't. I mean, he was the last line of defense. And he saved the people that he's sworn a duty to protect. That could be your decision too. But beyond that, is law enforcement now being used as a political weapon? Because if it is, we're fucked. So my closing statement is going to be thank you to all law officers, enforcement, and teachers, firefighters, in the military, and people in the medical field. I got to add that one too. You're all heroes to me. But this is dedicated to all branches in law enforcement, period. Thank you for doing your sworn duty. Have a great day. You've been listening to the original Red Pill Show.